0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car.
2: Hello, happy Tuesday, gang. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin today, or tonight, or this morning, whenever you're listening to this, with the fallout from the big derby. Oh, yeah, El Classico? No. Manchester derby, was it? Oh, yeah, that was... No, no, it wasn't that one. M23 derby. Huh? The what? Doesn't matter. Forget it. Where Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace drew with Graham Potter's Brighton. This was how we reacted on Talksport. Brighton and Home Albion won't go top tonight, but they will escape from here with a point that you could argue they're a bit fortunate to get. Palace won, Brighton won.
3: We're delighted. It's a point for us. It's as as 13 from six games. Performance-wise, we can do better. But like I said, credit to the opponent, credit to the environment here. It's not an easiest place to, to be perfect. We were far from perfect, but at the same time, I thought we still deserved something from the game.
0: I'm a fan of Brighton. I like the way Potter plays. He's um, he's got a brand of football which is easy on the eye. Last season, if you remember. The amount of games I saw Brighton play, they played Chelsea first game of the season down at the Amex, and they were the best side of the pitch, yet we beat them, I think, 3-1 in the end. The chances they had the chances they created. And that was the story of their season. I just wonder whether this season now, they're starting to put one or two of those chances away that they didn't in the past.
4: And Brighton have somehow managed to snatch themselves an equaliser and Patrick Vieira, the Crystal Palace players,
2: the Palace fans who haven't stopped singing all night are now leaving in their droves. Now, Bruno Fernandes' penalty miss has broken the internet after Manchester United were beaten by Aston Villa at Old Trafford, who cares? We'll hear from Adrian Darrell and Simon Jordan on this shortly, but first this is Danny Murphy telling us what he would have done.
5: I think the debate at every club, and it was the same when I was trying to take penalties at different clubs, it's like having the shirt, you're playing well in the team, you've got the shirt. As soon as you miss one, maybe two, someone else going, hold on, maybe come off from now. And that's the way it should be. Because it keeps you on your toes, you can't take free kicks every week if you don't score any. Mm. But Fernandez's record's great. Now, if you if you're asking me, Man United are playing Man City or Liverpool, and in the last minute of the game they get a penalty, who would have want taking it? Ronaldo ahead of Fernandez all day, every day, and twice on Sundays.
4: I don't think people realise how much of a superstar Cristiano Ronaldo is. Now, I'm more messy than Ronaldo. You know that. But I do understand that when Ronaldo walks into Man United and they haven't won anything in years, he is the man. They can't sign Ronaldo and go out of the Champions League group stage. That's impossible. That's why Oli's job is on the line if they lose on Wednesday. They can't lose a game at home to Aston Villa, missing a penalty in the last minute, having signed Cristiano Ronaldo. He's on the pitch. He wanted to take the penalty, and they didn't let him. To salvage a point, and he's blazed it high into the Stratford end. It's a horror penalty! From Bruno Fernandes, this um, got a 96% hit rate on penalties.
5: penalties in the same cauldrons as Ronaldo has all over over, over his career in Champions League. But every League time, finals. but every
0: time you step up and take a penalty for a club like Manchester United, there's an expectation you're going to score it. But it's and not you, comparable. And, and if we look down, if we if we look down the 23 penalties that he's taken over the two years that he's been there, dollars for donuts, there'll be a penalty in a big pressurized environment where he's needed to score. So why is it
4: any different? It looked to me, and I may be wrong, it looked to me like he didn't even know that Bruno was going to be. Taken. The penalties. I don't think he's the kind. I think he's too professional. I don't think he's the kind who would cause a scene at that moment in the game in front of a packed stadium that would potentially upset Bruno Fernandez if he if he knew Bruno was on pens. I think he thought he was on pens.
2: On now to Spurs as the dust settles on their North London derby defeat against the Arsenal. Sol Campbell, a former Spurs player of course before his slightly controversial switch to the Gunners, believes that Harry Kane not getting his big money move has impacted life at Spurs. We'll also hear from Jamie O'Hara but first this is Danny Murphy claiming Kane is not the issue.
5: I don't think he's talking now. Okay. Never starts the season well, but he'll be back firing, scoring goals. It's not a problem. The Tottenham have got bigger problems than waiting for Harry Kane to score goals.
4: Tottenham Hotspur isn't working. Okay, at the start of the summer, when he said I want it done before the Euros, Harry said he wanted to go for the Euros. I want to sit down and have an honest conversation with the chairman. And Harry Kane's still there. He doesn't want to be there. He literally doesn't want to be there. Why on earth would you give a manager a player who doesn't want to be there?
0: You kind of body, your body's there, but your head and heart is somewhere else. Somehow they've got to work it out. Somehow they've got to say, look, that deal's gone, carry on. Let's kind of wipe the slate clean. That's going to be difficult because he thought that deal was going to go through. That's the yank on your your soul, your heart, your spirit. Harry is a professional. He will score goals. But uh, obviously that big move didn't happen, has rocked the club. And the club's got to settle down
3: again.
1: Lots and lots of work for Nuno Espirito Santo to do. That is three games in a row now that Tottenham have conceded three goals in the Premier League.
3: I would have relieved, not sacked him, it's not the right word. I would have relieved the responsibilities at halftime. I would have said to Hugo Lloris, <laughs> Hugo, you take the team talk um, and thank you, Nuno. Take your chaps, make a quiet exit and we'll sort this out on Monday with the lawyers because I know it's not going to work and what's going to happen now is they're going to waste a season trying to make it work with more and more morose-looking players and h- hilariously for Daniel Levy, the money he made the other night from the Anthony Joshua fight will be used to pay off Nuno and his gang. You
4: can have tactics and he got it wrong massively. Nuno in the tactics, but there also needs to be leadership on the pitch where players need to say, Right, the gaffer's got this wrong, let's get in together and sort this out at half time. And we'll have words at half time, but we can't go in two
3: or three nil down. But we did. You can choose the non-metal hat of your choice and I will eat it, OK? <laughs> Provided you provide with salt, pepper and chilli sauce, I will eat a hat of your choice. Live on air in the course of three hours <laughs> if this if this works out for Nuno Espiritu Santo. Not a bad guy or anything, but not the right fit for that football club.
2: Man City manager Pep Guardiola Guardiola has been speaking ahead of their game with PSG Tonight, PSG in the Champions League, live on TalkSport. It sees Pep coming up against his former Barca player in Lionel Messi. And Guardiola Guardiola hopes the Argentinian is fit to start the match. Yeah, I bet he does.
1: Messi speaks for itself. It's not just to have to describe him or talk about him. It's just what he has done in his career is more than exceptional. And hopefully tomorrow can play for the benefit for the game.
3: I and makes it two for Paris Saint-Germain.
1: This amount of quality, I don't know what we should do to stop them. Honestly, I don't know. They are so good. So the talent and this amount of talent, all together, to be controlled is so difficult. We're going to try to, you know, to defend well when we don't have the ball, and try to, you know, to let them run when we have the ball. This is what we have to do.
2: On oh, now to the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp, looking ahead to their clash. With Porto. Come on, the Porto, live on Talk Sport 2. He says it's important they improve their defensive performance against the Portuguese following their draw with Brentford. Oh really? What were they conceded the three goals? Oh, that is important you are. Really,
4: I think it's really tricky to to win a game, a football game, when you are not defending on your highest level. And that's what we didn't do. The common opinion—it's always that we talked then about only the last line, but it was not the pro- only that problem. We had um, in general a problem with with our defending, and um, that's why Brentford caused us some problems, and um, that's not good. Um, Porto is a different team, obviously. It um, will play a different style, but will go direct as well. we Will go for second balls as well. So, yeah, we have to improve in that department for sure but it's not now the moment for for being concerned or whatever it's um, we spoke about it obviously and we know we cannot do it like that so i think we sorted that and we have to show that tomorrow
2: on to brentford's man of the moment ivan tony discussing the potential of playing international football however the bees brentford days are his priority right now The fact that
0: my name's ringing around to play at international level is it, a crazy feeling. Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm enjoying my football at the moment, and whatever comes at the end of the day will, will be. But obviously, my main focus at the moment is doing well for Brentford, getting them high as possible in the league.
3: No! What was
1: it like against Berger Van Dyke? Um, yeah, pure madness. I feel like
0: like well, coming up against one of the best centre backs in the world, you know it's going to be a battle. And uh, he finally gave me that. The other chance I had when uh, Sergi played me through the middle and I took a touch and I was running onto it. I think any other defender, I'd probably get onto the end of it, but not Van Dyke. He just opened up and just
2: shoulder bars me. Now, you may recall in the last episode of the podcast, Anthony Joshua lost the heavyweight belts to Ukrainian Alexander Usyk. We'll hear from former middleweight champion Darren Barker on how AJ could approach the rematch. But first, this is The Telegraph's boxing correspondent, Gareth A. Davis, who didn't hold back when analysing AJ's performance.
0: First of all, he looks gun-shy. And I think that's Mm. as a result of being knocked down four times and stopped by Andy Ruiz Mm. uh, in the middle of 2019. Uh, And secondly, they had the wrong game plan. Clearly, because he should have jumped on him. Yeah. He had to push him into the corners. He had to be aggressive. Pops what was he doing? Yeah. Fist bumping with people on the way into the ring, kissing mothers. You never saw Mike Tyson or Lennox Lewis do that on their Same way. Yeah. It was a heavyweight title defense. He wasn't in the right frame of mind. He underestimated the guy, in my view. And and a lot of us who know boxing said that if Alexander Usyk was still standing in there in ten in the tenth round, he will have done something wrong in the fight. He was never going to outbox Alexander Usyk. Three hundred and fifty amateur fights before he turned pro, and Joshua had. 35 just shows you the gulfing experience Mm. that he was facing he can talk the talk but is he walking the walk Mm. and on saturday night he walked the walk and he was a ghost in there it was as simple as that.
4: if i was training aj for the next fight i'd say look you've got to be quicker on your feet and get close to him get and that's easier said than done because of the movement from Usyk was, was so unorthodox, but so good. Because what, why I was impressed with uh, Usyk was the, the lateral movement, sort of moving side to side as opposed to in straight lines going backwards. So it was very difficult not to get too technical for AJ to pin Usyk onto the ropes. What he does need to do next time is close that gap and, and try and cut Usyk into the corner uh, instead of following Usyk round the ring almost just just throw the kitchen sink at Usyk don't stand off him
2: on now to my show don't forget it just me involved in Andy Goldstein's sports oh, bar oh stinks. <clears throat> on now to the sports bar with me and uh, my co-host Jason Cundy, doing what we do best
0: Two years ago, I was out snorkeling, right, and I had the face mask on. So I was only in about, I would say, about ten foot of water. Oh, quite deep then. I didn't realize at the time because I just drifted out. So I'm just snorkeling around, snorkeling. Next thing, I'm looking, I'm just staring at this turtle. Just, it was amazing watching. A wave knocks off my mask. The mask is is now hanging off. Next, to me another wave. So something must have happened. I'm in a boat. Two waves. It wasn't a sort of wave, but just like something like where a speedboat a must current. have gone past. Uh, wave. I'm going to stick with okay. wave. Right? <laughs> Anyway, I'm now panicking, and I'm thinking. I'm now panic. The panic is setting.
2: You started shouting yet?
0: Not yet. Right, I do. So I'm now starting to flap. I'm now going out. And my arms are going. I'm kicking. I'm kicking. And now I'm going. Help! Are you? He- yeah, help! you're the old help. Help! Next thing, I'm flapping. Someone's someone's just picked me up, and I'm standing next to him. I was, I was, I was, was flapping. I was, f- I was, f- I was f- f- flapping about on the shore. In a, in a, in a... <laughs> In a, <laughs> about four foot of water. There you I swear mean. my life, I swear on, my, I swear on my, if it's true, they just picked me up. There you go, sir.
2: And I obviously I was. So they didn't say there you go, sir. They didn't we're know, you sir. the Savoy well, Hotel, was,
0: <laughs> but they basically just picked me up, right? But when when, when
2: obviously <laughs> we're in the, the fountain outside the Savoy. <laughs> there you go, sir. What are you doing there, sir? Can you, <laughs> so you not drink not, any more that's wine, not, that,
0: last... That's definitely not a turtle, sir. <laughs> Yeah, true story. But I was definitely. <laughs> the... you at your square. <laughs> That's it. They were lions, sir. <laughs> it's not a turtle, sir. So it's a pigeon. There was. There was. Miles out. Miles out. I, I saw it so far. I saw Nelson's collar was miles away. <laughs> there you go, sir. <laughs> and on the floor, there's loads of coins.
2: <laughs> Coins in. I'm not... you got so drunk. You got so, so drunk. You went, I'm going to go in that fountain I look for. T- That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app wherever you get your podcast, from. Well, I don't really care. Don't forget, of course, to press that subscribe button. A reminder from 7 pm, it's Buzzature against Manchester City in the Champions League. That's live on Talksport. At 8 pm, you can hear live commentary of Porto Comporto against Liverpool on Talksport 2. I'm back on my drive time show. That's Andy Goldstein's drive time show. Alongside Jason Cundy. Yes, Jason Cundy from 4 pm. There will, of course, be another one these Andy Goldstein talks about Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
5: That was a podcast from TalkSport.